The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me during this holiday season when, once again, holiday or no holiday, winter or no winter, we're going to bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. Now, I'm just sort of guessing that maybe you or maybe somebody that you know has been in this pickle. I was actually a fairly young nurse when a woman told me about why she had weaned. Now, she'd breastfed for several months, so all was well and good. She felt a little apologetic, but I thought that her rationale was a little strange. She said, I'm weaning because of the holidays. It's just too much stress. I've got too much going on. My other kids have got the school concert and this that and the other thing it's just too it's just too crazy around here and you know far be it from me to say that that was a good or a bad decision but I just sort of shrugged and said it sounds like you've thought it through um I think you've done a really good job so pretty much so be it you know but It seems to me that that is not unusual for people to feel that they either need to wean because of the holidays or they get forced into it just because things get so stressful. So I'm going to give you a show today where we talk about a whole bunch of things. I'm going to first talk about the reasons why I think it's hugely important to persevere throughout the holiday season. And you're going to say, Marie, you're going to give the benefits of breastfeeding. No, not really. No, (laughs) I'm going to approach it differently than that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that you encounter during a holiday season that you wouldn't normally encounter. Yes, there's a little bit of breastfeeding in public, but there's also some other stuff. There are, for instance, the critical relatives, and then there's the travel, and there's all those other things. And then also, finally, I'm going to talk about some situations that are problematic. Things like, for instance, maybe you've heard about holiday weaning, and maybe it's not your choice, but it seems to be what the baby is asking for. And I'm going to show you what that really means. And then I'm going to talk about some things that women also have. For example, mastitis, plug ducts, that sort of thing. And it's actually not related to the holidays. It's not related to the cold weather. It's not that at all. 
but I'm going to try to unravel all of this and much more for you as we go through what's going on at this holiday season and how can you really maximize your breastfeeding experience. So I'm going to start then with those four reasons why I think it's helpful for you to persevere with breastfeeding. First of all, remember, both oxytocin and prolactin have de-stressor properties, I guess would probably be the word to say. Now, if you've ever experienced prolactin, prolactin, the hormone that's responsible for making milk, you probably know that I'm going to say that it makes you feel very relaxed, it makes you feel very sleepy, and you know, honestly, sometimes, boy, today's a day when, honestly, I wish I had a little prolactin on board. It's been kind of wild around the office here, and it would be great just to have some sort of internal thing that would help with that relaxation, which, by the way, I messed up my chance to go to the gym today. I go to the YMCA to burn off some of my stress. I didn't even get that done. All right, here's the other one, oxytocin. Now, oxytocin, as you know, is the hormone that is responsible for your milk letdown. However, oxytocin a little is a little bit more complicated than that. Oxytocin is not only a hormone, it is also a neurotransmitter. Now, there's one of the best kept secrets you probably didn't know. And as a result, oxytocin has all of these really cool effects on your brain. I think you would be astonished at the amount of research that's out there on just this oxytocin hormone. And to me, the evidence says that oxytocin has this uh, sort of intense attention. That's maybe the best describe that I, a description that I could give you. And it has all of these behavioral functions. For example, relaxation, no doubt about it. You have to be relaxed in order for the oxytocin to kick in. But once it does kick in, it sort of multiplies. So you're relaxed and then you become more relaxed when you have the oxytocin spikes. And which, by the way, you may not be aware of this. But many women can have more than one uh, letdown during a breastfeeding, just like you can have more than one orgasm during a sexual encounter. Uh, A lot of people have several. Here's the other thing, though, that it has also been associated with, and that is trust. That oxytocin has actually been shown to have this social implication here as well. That it seems that... uh, Our trust of people is increased through that hormone oxytocin. And another one is psychological stability. Now, I don't know about you, but (laughs) I think we could all use a little psychological uh, stability sometimes, and certainly as parents or even just as adults who have a lot of stuff going on. A few other things that probably don't have to do much with the holiday season, but I think is really kind of funny. There was a study that actually showed that the uh, brain scans show that men 
when they have injections of oxytocin, which, by the way, men actually do have oxytocin floating around in their bodies. It's just they don't have as much as lactating women do. But anyway, when they got this oxytocin via a nasal spray, the men were more likely to be attracted to their partners as opposed to women in photographs. Obviously, there were erotic photographs. And that's very similar to another journal article that said that, in fact, hormones can keep men faithful. It seems to be that the more oxytocin you have on board, the more likely you are to be faithful to your spouse. So, again, doesn't have to do with the holidays, but as long as I was on the topic, I thought I would just say that because it's it's really pretty interesting. Now, high oxytocin levels, something that you have if you are a lactating mother, is that it triggers oversensitivity to emotions of others. And that's probably a good thing, but it also could be a bad thing. So, realize that to some degree it makes you much more sensitive to your elderly mother-in-law who's having trouble negotiating uh, the uh, the staircase or something like that, but it also makes you more sensitive to criticism, which we're going to talk about a little later. Here's another one of those social benefits to oxytocin. There's actually a, 19, excuse me, a 2011 research paper That was very interesting. They gave the subjects some oxytocin as a nasal spray. And the study, by the way, was published in Psychopharmacology. And it showed that when they actually got the nasal spray of oxytocin, their good personality traits, such as warmth, trust, altruism, and openness, were more prominent. Wow, come to my house for a holiday and you'll find that there are times when everybody isn't so warm or isn't so altruistic or isn't so open. Remember that having that oxytocin on board is actually to your benefit. So those are just some really cool things that I think will help you to recognize that your mood in general and probably the people around you are more likely to be in a positive mood because you have more positivism so that is sort of swirling about you because of this power of oxytocin, which, by the way, studies go back, hmm, wow. I think there was a big one in 1997, which I believe was Dr. Kirsten Yuvnes Moberg. If not, it was one of her colleagues. I never can remember which one of those is the first author on these studies. But uh, they've done a lot of interesting studies with oxytocin and certainly before their time as well. But very, very fascinating about the power of this hormone. Now, here's another reason why I think it's really important for you to want to be breastfeeding during the holiday season. And why would that be? Because you're already busy. And having your milk in your breast for your baby is fabulous. Remember, your milk is the original fast food. You don't need to run out to the store for formula. You don't need to unpack it. You don't need to shelve it. You don't need to reconstitute it. You don't need to recycle the containers. And what's more is... (laughs) 
I don't know about you, but when I throw away food, I feel like a really bad person, especially when I know how expensive it is. And that is absolutely the case for formula. And and you probably know that if you've ever mixed up formula, you tend to mix up a little bit more than what you think you'll need because you don't want to have to do it again. So that does mean that you're pouring some of it down the drain. So let's talk about that money down the drain. Now, this was about a week or so ago, but I looked at one of the most popular brands of powdered formula. In fact, it might even be the most popular. I'm not sure. I looked at Walmart online, and it was $24.98 at Walmart. So round it off, say, 25 bucks. In that canister, there were 658 grams of the powder and I don't know if you're buying the powder or thinking about buying the powder, but trust me, it's not exactly convenient. It takes 8.3 grams to make two ounces. Okay, so I did a little math. I figured out that the 658 grams of powder uh, is actually, that means that in the container, there are 79 two-ounce servings in that container. In other words, if you reconstitute them. Now, a newborn baby eats about eight times a day, and I got to tell you, they eat about two ounces maybe in the first day or two. After that, mm, you're probably talking more like three ounces, but let's just go with that two ounce number for just a minute. If the baby wants only two ounces, and if you never mix up any more formula than what the baby needs and you never spill a drop, and you never throw a drop out, that means that in the first month, you are spending $75 for formula. And by the way, you've lived long enough to know that it's more for the concentrated formula and way more for the ready-to-feed formula. So that's just another reason why you absolutely want to keep breastfeeding because it puts extra money in your pocket at the holiday time. And by the way, after everybody gets through passing the baby around from hand to hand, just remember, you get to have the baby back if you're breastfeeding. Hey, everybody, I'm Marie Biancuzzo. Don't go away. We'll be right back, and I'm going to show you how to do some planning for the holidays. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. Now, look, if you've got questions for me about this show or any others, please drop me a line at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. That's radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Make sure you visit me on my Facebook page. You can leave me a note there, too, if you wish. And also... uh, I think there's something else you could do. I can't remember. (laughs) So I guess you better stay tuned. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit about planning ahead. I think that people feel very conflicted about some issues. Should I stay at home? Should I go to somebody else's home? Should I be breastfeeding and suckling the baby at the breast? Or should I be scrapping that whole idea and going for pumping? And what do I actually do with some of the situations if I am at home or not at home, in somebody else's home, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'm going to try to help you to sort through that. First of all, most of the time I say that I give information, not advice, but in this case, I'm going to give you one sentence worth of advice. Stay home if you possibly can. Traveling with a small baby or even a bigger baby, oh shoot, even a teenager, (laughs) is not exactly easy. So if you can stay home, that can probably make your holiday season a little bit less stressful. But if you're, and if you do stay home, try to remember that if you are hosting the event, you've got really two choices. You can either stay in your own home and do everything or figure out a way to get out of that. 
For instance, other people might bring the food or maybe it's easier if they live a block or two away and then you can bring some food if they furnish the house, whatever. But this is a great time for you to rethink how it is you do holidays at your uh, in your family because honestly, having a baby and breastfeeding means that you're going to have to make some adjustments here. Not that they're hard, but Sometimes when one thing adjusts, another thing can adjust at the same time. All right. Well, let's say that you're traveling. Um, First, I would encourage you, look at whether or not you want to pump or nurse. All right. I can think of four good reasons why you would want to be nursing, that is suckling the baby at the breast. Well, you know what I'm going to say from the standpoint of just physical science. The baby empties the breast better than any pump in the whole world. And definitely, the baby is going to vote for this option, okay? Nursing directly at the breast is certainly the most advantageous from the standpoint of efficacy, convenience, safety, just about anything else you can name. So, what are the cons about suckling the baby during this holiday season? Well, You might find yourself in a situation where you're compromising comfort and privacy, and we're going to talk a little bit about some ways to overcome that. Uh, If you're breastfeeding, you don't have to lug around your uh, pump apparatus, so there's one. Also, there's nothing, wait a minute, so these are the pros, right? Did I just mix this up? I think I did. I'm sorry. Uh, If you're breastfeeding the baby, there's nothing to wash. You don't have to wash bottles. You don't have to wash pump parts. You're good to go. And all of the worries about storing the milk, is it safe, is it convenient, is it cold enough, blah, blah, blah. Those are like things you don't even need to worry about. And there there are, however, maybe some possible disadvantages. And that would be what I said a second ago when I got off track there is compromising comfort and privacy that yeah we got to talk about that Uh, so so I'm going to talk about that in the next segment actually but meanwhile how about pumping or whatever it is you're doing to get milk out of your breasts um you probably know if you've hung around me long enough uh, that I'm a big proponent of hand expression But I know that so many times I get a lot of resistance about that. People somehow think that an automated pump is like the be-all and end-all. I don't necessarily think that, but if you do, uh, I respect that. Everybody has to do their own thing. You know, your kitchen isn't organized like my kitchen either, I'm sure. So let's talk about some of the pros for pumping or even, well, shoot any way of expressing your milk, really. Um, This is good if you're planning to spend any time away from your baby. So if you're planning on uh, going to a three-hour movie or something, uh, then being able to express your milk is a good idea. There's probably no real advantage if you are actually with your baby, uh, but there are a lot of, of cons, Well, I guess the pro, depending on how you want to package this as a pro or a con, as I said a minute ago, if you're pumping, then you don't need to worry about nursing in front of people. So if you think that great Uncle Wilbur is going to have a fit, well, then you can go pump and you've got milk in your set. You know what I'm going to say about the cons for pumping. There's stuff to clean, there's stuff to lug around, but there's other things like, for instance, where's the plug? Oh, I got to plug this thing in, which is great. 
but this is really not where I would like to be, but it's where my body has got to be because it's where the outlet is. You don't need to worry about how long the battery is going to last. You don't need to worry about having an extra battery and you don't need to worry about how noisy it is because that's sometimes kind of a public announcement that you're pumping because people can hear it. So if that bothers you, well, just just think about it. By the way, some women are bothered and they can't have a good letdown because they know that everybody's listening. It's like going into the ladies' room and not being able to pee because you know that everybody's listening to you tinkle. All right, so if you're going to do this, by all means, have some replacements handy. Here's the one that I, I like everything, okay, everything. But the one that I think is the most important, you know that little bitty white membrane that goes on one of the most popular pumps in the U.S.? Now, I'm looking at the size of my thumb, and I have a fairly small thumb because I only take a size 5 ring, okay? But I would say that it's smaller than my thumbnail, this thing is really little. It's about about the thickness of my thumbnail. Very easy to get lost, easy to slide down the drain. I know that they say that it's dishwasher proof, but I would suggest do not put it in the dishwasher because you might just lose track of it. It's just real it's it's easy to slip out of your hands or outside of something else. Uh, so just be careful. Now, you're going to say, but no, Marie, where are you? Have you been under a rock for the last however many years? I'm using one of those little micro steam bags. Okay, great. Tell you what. If you're going to do that, make sure that you have extra parts with you. Why so? Because if you don't follow the directions absolutely to the letter of the law, you will find that you will cook one of those things, especially, by the way, that little white membrane. And it'll look like a potato chip when it comes out. I'm not saying that you will do that. I'm saying it's awfully easy to do that. So, again, I would say have a backup. That's like one of the most important things if you're using that type of pump. But let me shift gears for just a moment, both literally and figuratively, I guess. And that is, have you ever considered a lightweight hand pump? Now, there are several different kinds that are on the market. They're fairly cheap. They might not be something that would be a thriller for you if you were using them every single day, (coughs) but they're really great for just having in a suitcase, having as a spare, being able to whip it out. You don't need to worry about it having a battery. You don't need to worry about where it's going to plug in. Now, for the life of me, I looked around my office before I came on the show today, and I could not find the ancient one that I love so much, which is the Canison. I don't have any affiliation with any of these companies, but I loved the Canison. I could not find the Canison cylinder pump online today. I could find the Canison uh, something else, but it was not the cylinder All right, so there's one that I have in my hand right now, and I'm leaning over to get it here. It's about, uh, I don't know, maybe eight inches or so long. It's got a kind of a flange at the top. The beauty of these things is not only are they cheap, they're lightweight, there's only two pieces, they're easy to wash, so you don't have to worry about 
uh, dirt because they wash beautifully in the dishwasher. I suppose you could boil them too. It's just I've never lived in that world. And also, um, here's another one. And that one doesn't have a name on it, which makes me wonder if it's my old Kama set and the name just wore off. I don't know. Now, here's one that I am not familiar with. I own it and I have no idea why I own it. But this one is made by Frank. It has only, it, it looks like a trombone, okay? It just kind of goes in and out. And these are actually much more efficient than what you might think. Now, this particular one holds only about, uh, let's see, 90 milliliters. Okay, that's three ounces. And you're going to say, but Marie, I need more than three ounces. Okay, fine. Then just dump some of the milk in a bottle and then just start using it again. But these are really great if you are worried about all of the hassles of a pump. And you kind of should be worried about those hassles. Uh, Again, I'm going to say you don't have to have a pump. You could just do hand expression. And my personal opinion is that any woman who needs to ever get milk out of her breasts ever, ever, ever should always know how to do hand expression. That doesn't mean she's got to do it all the time, but it does mean that she needs to have an idea of how to do it if all else fails. Now, how about travel time? If you are going by car, And if you're going by plane, I gave a program on that a couple of years ago, and it was called Air Travel. I think I did it in 2014. So you might want to have a look at that. But if you are going by car, you need to plan for extra time. If you and your family are driving to a celebration, uh, estimate how much longer it's going to take to get there because you're going to need to stop and nurse the baby. And you're saying, now, Marie, how come I've got to do that? Oh, right, because I have to have my seatbelt on and the baby has to be in a car seat. So, yeah, we got to stop the car. you got to figure out how many times your baby is going to nurse during that period. And then I would say a lot, at least, at least 15 minutes for each feeding. And that means that your baby's got to be pretty well, you know, eating right along. And that doesn't give you much time for a change of diaper or anything else. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk about packing both for yourself and for your baby. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Was your breastfeeding experience stressful or challenging? Did you face an unusual obstacle and go on to meet your goals? If so, we'd like to hear from you, and so would other mothers. Email radio at borntobebreastfed.com to see if you can be Marie's next guest. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7, so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed, where every week we bust the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding. All right. So I was talking to you a little bit about car travel. And I also then want to move this is kind of I'm moving in reverse, really, because you got to pack before you do travel. But if you're going in the car, I would suggest the pack rat method. <laughs> Honestly, bring everything that you can think of everything. If it's in your car and it's with you, you don't have to worry about getting a replacement for whatever it is that you destroyed or lost or forgot or whatever. Just just pack it all up. So that would be one of the things that I would suggest. Also, even in the car, meaning outside of your suitcase, and if you're going by by air, I would say, say put this in your carry-on bag is an extra top that is quickly accessible, not something that's buried in your big suitcase, okay? So that if you do have some leaking, you don't have to go around looking like you're leaking. So speaking of leaking, uh, I would suggest that you have some nursing pads. There are Oh, my heavens, I have no idea how many nursing pads there are on the market right now. A lot. But they're, they basically fall into two categories. You can have uh, pads that are disposable or pads that are reusable. And whichever one you 
like is up to you. Probably if I were traveling, I would be more likely to use disposable everything just because, in fact, you can dispose of them. Even though in real life, when I'm not traveling, I'm probably much more, I am much more inclined to use the reusable stuff. But anyway, um, there's all kinds of nursing uh, pads by all kinds of manufacturers. You can buy them in all sorts of fabrics. For example, there are cotton pads, there are organic cotton pads, There are even wool pads. And you say to me, oh, Marie, are you kidding me? Put wool next to my body. Uh, You wouldn't say that if you found the ones that I really like. And oh, I'm so sorry. I can't tell you. uh, uh, Danish wool. Uh, uh, They have a website. I personally own their products. I love them. And they're very, very soft. Like they are so soft that they feel like, like, I don't know, but they're just really soft. Uh, the other thing is, if you want to use the reusable ones, I would like to suggest the ones that are made by New Angel. They're very reasonably priced, and New Angel has in the past been a sponsor for the radio show. I just wanted to let you know that these are made by a woman for women. She is also a registered dietitian and a lactation consultant certified. That would be a certified lactation consultant. And uh, she really knows what she's doing. They are fabulous. I really don't have any current relationship with her or her company other than just to say I think she really has it right. She really knows what women want and what works well. Very reasonably priced, very efficient. And by the way, my personal like philosophy is I tend to not mention something on the show unless I own it, unless I've used it, or unless I've known many experienced experts who have used it and liked it, or unless I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from clients who have actually used it. But uh, I don't like to suggest something unless I have a pretty good idea that it's going to work for you. Now, earlier I was talking about those cylinder pumps. And remember I said, you know, they just kind of go in and out like a trombone. That's good. Uh, But another thing you might really want to think about is a one-handed pump. This is really good if you want to multitask. And there, Kanesson does have one. And it's K-A-N-E-S-O-N. And... We, I believe, have that in our Amazon affiliate store if you go to borntobebreastfed.com. They're about $49, but I have to tell you also that Amita has a little cylinder-style pump. It's small. It only holds about four ounces, but it is, it's very good. So either one of those, now I shouldn't entirely say that because I've never used this particular Canison, but Canison makes good stuff. And they've been in business for a long time. So I think that uh, that might be something that you might be interested in if you want something that you can do just one-handed. If you're traveling by plane, I want to tell you about packing. And that is, I've written a blog. So go to my website and look at my blog, okay? On there, I have given you more than 30,000 things that are either items you need to pack or items you need to think about packing. And I put that list together partly because I felt that 
uh, I gave you, it was a little bit, I was a little short shrifting the air travel for this year because I know that I've talked about it in the past. But also, in truth, you need to think about packing more things if you're going by air just because you've got that that traveling on the plane where you've got to have a little bit of control of your situation, whereas in the car, you can always stop the car. So uh, go to my blog. It's borntobebreastfed.com and noodle around over on, no, actually, I think it's at the top. And if you don't find it there, if you're listening to this several weeks later, don't worry. It's still there. It's either over on the right-hand side or it's in the archives or somewhere, but it does not go away. All right. So packing stuff for yourself or for your baby, I also want to particularly highlight a water bottle, a water bottle for yourself, because especially if you're going on the plane, uh, that that's not potable water on the plane, and the flight attendant might not be able to give you a glass of water the minute that you want one. Remember, if you have a letdown, you may find yourself thirsty. Uh, other things, and, and I gave you this big list, but there's just a few that I really want to point out. Extra diapers. Uh, you might find the kids have a little extra tummy trouble on the road. They definitely have a little gas and a little extra tummy trouble in an airplane. Uh, just recently I heard a young woman say, and she was in a car trip, she said that baby peed all the way to grandma's. Well, maybe it wasn't quite as continuous of a peeing event as she thought it was, but nonetheless, she found herself using more diapers than usual. And I can distinctly remember one time being on a flight from Dulles International Airport, which is right here in the greater Washington, D.C. area. And my flight was supposed to take off for Portland, Oregon. We were delayed for a good eight hours. And oh, by the way, at 11 o'clock at night, they told us the flight was canceled. So we weren't going anywhere until at least morning and didn't know about that either. There was a woman who was standing around at the gate near me. She had a little-ish baby. I can't remember, but maybe four months old or so. And she had come in from Europe. She was already out of diapers because of that eight-hour delay. So I really want to impress upon you. Make sure that you you might have a delay, you might have a baby with some gassiness or whatever. You really want to have some extra diapers. Let's talk for a minute about, I don't think you're going to wear the diapers, okay? So what are you going to be wearing? Well, really try to think about some considerations here. Remember that the nice outfit that you might like or you might have picked out at a different day actually might not be very functional. Try to look for clothes that can be easily, what I guess I would call, hiked up or pulled down. You can have a t-shirt or a camisole or something maybe underneath. A loose sweater over that works well. Maybe a top that buttons down the front. Uh, Heidi, who works in my office, has this product that she just loves, and she loved it with all of her kids. It's called the Undercover Mama. Uh, it's a great product because it kind of, it's hard to describe, but it kind of, the strappy part kind of flips down so that you keep your tummy covered, but you still got access to your breasts in the, the nursing bra. I'm sure I'm not describing it well, but it's it's a great product. Uh, you probably already know that you should be avoiding clothes 
that uh, need to be dry cleaned or wrinkle. I would also suggest avoid things that are a solid color. If you do have a little bit of leaking, something that has a little bit of a print or something is going to be less obvious. Oh, the space and privacy situations. You really got to scope this out and figure out who's going to be more uncomfortable. You or the person who's there who's going to offer you, quite honestly, some unwanted advice. Uh, People worry about breastfeeding in church. I don't think that's a problem at all. Honestly, I don't have his quote handy here, but a couple of years ago, the Pope made a comment about how the women who were in the Sistine Chapel should go ahead and breastfeed. And I thought, you know, this is a really good sign. If a man of the cloth does not think that breastfeeding is lewd, then why should anybody else? But I also think that, and he was very forthright in saying, feed your, in fact, I think he used the word breastfeed. Go ahead and breastfeed your baby. I can't remember that exact quote. But you don't have anybody to apologize to, all right? If they don't like it, they don't have to look. Another one is breastfeeding in somebody else's home, and that is a little bit trickier. So what you might want to do is kind of take aside the person who is the homeowner and say, you know, my baby's probably going to be hungry in a half an hour or 40 minutes or whatever. And is there a quiet place where I could nurse him in private? And if so, that could be your ace in the hole. If not, it gets a little hairier. The other thing I would suggest is avoid a scene. If you wait until the baby gets too hungry, everybody's going to know. Everybody's going to be staring at you. Everybody's going to be staring at the baby. And it's just not a happy moment. So when we come back, that gives me a wonderful opportunity to be able to talk to you about dealing with pesky relatives and other pesky people. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What's the weirdest place I've ever done it? Probably at my niece's high school musical during intermission. I've done it on an airplane. In our minivan while his mother was driving. Hi, Mom. What's the weirdest place I've ever pumped? Probably the car dealership. In the bathroom at my sister's wedding. Finding a good place to pump can be hard. Donating breast milk is easy. No matter where you've pumped, you'd make a good donor to the Mother's Milk Bank at Austin. Learn how your milk can save lives at milkbank.org slash good donor. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Do you need breastfeeding training for your hospital staff? Maybe you need to offer all 15 sessions to meet the baby-friendly requirements. Or perhaps you need just a few sessions. Check out Marie's new course, Best Practices for Breastfeeding Management. It's perfect for improving your exclusive breastfeeding rates and helping staff earn contact hours. You know Marie will focus on the clinical outcomes, not just the training process. Marie's course offers the ultimate in flexibility and convenience. It's online 24-7 so staff can study at their own pace. You can use the course for all of your staff or just your newly hired staff. And Marie offers a tracking report so you can tell who has started or finished. Best of all, staff can print out their own certificate when they finish. Don't waste another minute trying to develop your own course. Trust America's leading breastfeeding educator to provide staff training that works. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894. 703-787-9894. And ask for your bulk discount. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. Uh, I'm going to finish up today talking a little bit about pesky relatives because, honestly, criticism and unwanted advice are things that you tend to get. So I think of criticism as being along the the lines of you're doing it wrong, whereas uh, unwanted advice is more along the idea of, well, it can be a little critical, but usually it's just stuff that you just plain don't want to hear. And so I gave a talk uh, earlier on the show, it was a year or two ago probably, about criticism. So I want to mention what I saw in Psychology Today. They suggested six ways to deal with unwanted advice ranked in order of assertiveness, meaning from least assertive to most assertive. And here they are. Number one, um, I'll think about that. Uh, the only thing I might warn you about that is if you're going to see the person a lot, just remember that sh- she might keep telling you that and then that answer might be not not so good. Next one. Good idea. I'll consider if that's right for me and my baby. Again, if you're only going to see her for a few minutes, that works. If you're going to be with her all weekend, that that might <laughs> that might lead to something worse. Next one. That's an interesting opinion but I prefer to do it this way. Notice how these are getting more assertive as we go along here. Number four, I'm not looking for any advice right now. Number five, that's not in line with my values. And number six is the most assertive. I'm not going to do that. Honestly, you're the parent, you're in charge, 
you shouldn't let people push you around. So sometimes you've just got to develop a few little sound bites. And by the way, sometimes I find that justifying my answer actually just pours more fuel on the fire. So I would suggest mm, not so much so. Alrighty, then I want to talk about celebratory foods because people always ask me about, oh, geesh, everything. How about chocolate? Fine, no problem. I could talk probably for a whole show about chocolate. But the bottom line is chocolate actually, chocolate can contain caffeine, but it usually doesn't. Or at least if if there is caffeine in the chocolate, it's actually very little. The stimulant that is in chocolate is theobromine, and it's in very small amounts, and it usually does not bother babies. It's just that we think it does, but it actually kind of doesn't. So I wouldn't worry about that. What about coffee? Again, you can have some coffee. Just don't, I mean, don't do a lot because certainly it can make you feel a little bit wired and it can also make your baby feel a little bit wired. Here's another one that I get sometimes is what about peppermint as in peppermint patties? Not only is it chocolate, but it also has the peppermint. Honestly, it is true that mint can have an effect on your milk supply. But there aren't any really good studies done on the mint. It is part of the sage family, which is, you know, I'm kind of listening with both ears there. But one time, a colleague and I sat down and we ran some numbers, not me because I'm not the math type. And we figured out that you really had to have way, way more peppermint than you would be likely to have in you know, a few cups of peppermint tea or several of those peppermint patties, I think you would really be, unless you really overdo it, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Here's the big one I get is alcohol. Now, if your baby is healthy and breastfeeding is going well, you may certainly have a drink. Unless, 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 of course, there is some other reason not to. And I'm talking here, healthy mother, healthy baby, all is well, baby is full term, all of that. So, you know, a glass of wine, a mug of beer under most circumstances is probably not a problem. I would say take it easy. Don't chug it down. Just sip. Take it with food. Pick the best time. So have your glass of alcohol before the baby goes to bed at night. In all likelihood, if you have a baby who sleeps for several hours, the effects of alcohol will have worn off by the time the baby nurses because alcohol has a very, very short half-life. But watch yourself. Just remember that the amount of alcohol that is in your blood is the same as the amount that is in your milk. So as I tell parents, if you still feel woozy, it is enough to make the baby feel very woozy. Uh, people ask me, what about testing your milk with those strips? Um, you know, certainly you can if it makes you feel better. They're they're commercially available out there, and it's a little bit more objective. Uh, but uh, you, can, you can get them at places like Target, for example. You can order them online. Do you absolutely have to have it? I would say uh, probably not. Uh, you might also be wondering about foods that are made with alcohol. I'm thinking about foods that are made with brandy or something like that. I tend to not like those things, so I don't know a whole lot about them, but I will tell you this. If they are heated, if the any time that alcohol is heated to a certain degree, and I don't know what that degree is, uh, the effects of the alcohol 
dissipate and all that's left is the flavor. So presuming that your whatever it was was in the oven, I would say it's going to be little to nothing. Be careful about leaving your baby with a relative for the first time. If that's if if that relative has never been with the baby, that might not be such a hot idea. Okay, so I want to talk then a little bit about things to avoid, and that would be it's sort of like breast problems. Uh, weaning, holiday weaning. Holiday weaning is actually more of a nursing strike. And give me another time and we'll talk more about uh, nursing strikes because I see that we're already short on time here. The same is true for holiday mastitis, and that is holiday mastitis is not about the holiday. It's really about not getting your breast completely emptied on a regular basis. It's just that it happens more when you're on a holiday or you're doing something that's fun or different or in a different spot because you're just not concentrating and you think, oh, I'll just wait a few more minutes. Mm, Not a good idea. And plugged ducts generally happen before a mastitis, but not necessarily. So those are some ideas that I think will be really helpful for you. And again, I want you to go to my uh, blog, make sure you look at those 30-something things to do or at least think about doing before you uh, are on any kind of travel or doing any kind of holiday celebration. But that's all the time we have. And before we sign off today, I would like to thank you for being here. Without you, I don't have a show. So thank you so much for being here and for helping me to have a good holiday season. If you're interested in books or other media that was mentioned on this show or previous shows, check out our Amazon affiliate store. You'll see that at borntobebreastfed.com. I will repeat that. It's borntobebreastfed.com for books and media or for my blog. And be sure to visit my Facebook. And if you want to leave me a little like while you're there, that kind of makes my day. That would be great. Feel free to leave a question for me or any of my past guests. And if you're a professional and you're looking for continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Now, it's December. If you are listening in December, we are running a little special on our courses from now until the end of the month. So... Give us a call at 703-787-9894. My courses and tons of research uh, resources and my blog and much more are on my professional website, and that's breastfeedingoutlook.com. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember... A happy holiday to you and your baby, a peaceful new year, and remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 